Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to The Conversation. Now, I've been in conversations myself with my friend Meg Lamb. Meg is a premier coach around codependency and creating boundaries within your relationships. Basically, how to up-level and create a fulfilling relationship. The conversations that Meg and I have been having is that we are co-creating a small group coaching program around boundaries, establishing and setting boundaries in your personal relationships for your life, which help firm out your self-identity, establishing where you end and other people begin. These clear boundaries and rules that we set for ourselves help us establish a sense of autonomy and gives us a lot of freedom and establishes a sense of safety within our relationships, basically saying what we will tolerate and what we won't tolerate. Well, Meg and I are co-creating this small group coaching program, and what I find interesting is that either one of us could lead our own program, no problems, and it would be quality stuff. But we created an agreement to meet once a week to talk about the course, talk about different ideas, different approaches. And I have to tell you, we are coming up with some amazing information, amazing perspectives. And she has the the natural ability to bring in a female perspective, and I'm bringing my male perspective. And together, it's really fleshing out a, a very balanced program. Now, we're going to have a free training coming up as of March 1st, I believe. It will be made available. And we'll talk about what boundaries are, how to set them, and kind of all the ins and outs of it. The training itself will stand on its own. In fact, many of you can take the training or listen to the training and then walk away and begin implementing boundaries in your life. And I realize there's going to be a few of you that want to be held by the hand and actually be a part of our coaching program And we'll be working one-on-one and in a small group setting. And you'll get a very personalized approach in creating boundaries for your life. This morning, though, I had an experience that uh, kind of leans itself into the topic of boundaries. Today, I got up about 4 a.m. And as I was coming down the stairs, I probably walked 10 paces past the bottom of the stairs. And then I heard someone running down the stairs behind me. I turned and looked, expecting to see one of the boys, and it was empty. The staircase was empty. And then I thought maybe it was one of the cats. And as I walked into the living room, it was not the cats. They were both fast asleep together on the couch. It was then that I realized that we had a spirit visiting in the house. Now, I thought I felt something the night before, before I went to bed, but it was pretty evident based on the footsteps on the stairway that I was not alone or we were not alone in the house. We had someone non-physical visiting. Well, I didn't think it was the most appropriate time of night or the morning to begin interacting with someone from the other side. And so this is where we get into the topic of today's episode, and that is setting spiritual boundaries. And so again, I wasn't in the mood to interact with someone at 4 a.m., I wanted my cup of coffee after some meditation. And so I said, you're more than welcome to come back later if you want to communicate. But right now, 
You're not welcome. It's not the right time. It's not the right place. So I'm going to ask you to move away, move out of our sphere. And I said, not only this spirit, but any other spirit that's in the house, you're not welcomed here right now. Now, I say not right now because as a psychic medium, I sometimes get visitations and I'm open to it. I'm open to communication and spirits are typically attracted to those that are open. They can actually access the light. They can see the light from the other side very easily. They're attracted to the light, the light of your being. And so I often get visitations, although I don't, um, I don't, I'm not one of those people or mediums. And I hesitate to call myself medium. I really like my let me say it this way. My friend Majana, who does it for a living, she is a psychic medium, but she calls herself a spirit facilitator. And how that applies to me is that when I engage on the psychic realm, when I do readings for people, it's not part of my program to always tap into uh, loved ones that have passed on. Occasionally they show up, and when they do, I acknowledge them, and I pass along any message that uh, is there. But, you know, it's not it's not an area that I tend to rely on. It's not a, a channel of information that I access on a regular basis. I'm open to it, but it's not my go-to. And so, back to my visitor, I'm open to communicating to someone that has something to say that's relevant to me or something that I can pass along, but my door isn't necessarily open all the time for communication. And I like it that way. It's actually by design. I've set the boundary for that. I like Majana. She says that she sets office hours. So she doesn't allow spirits to come in while she's sleeping or during the night. They come at a particular and prescribed time during the day that she sets forth and she calls office hours. That's when she's open to communicate. And so my point is that it is up to you to set the boundaries in which spirit communicates, in which your guides talk to you, in which you receive information. Some people cherish the fact that they get woken up at 3.33 in the morning on a consistent basis, or it may be some other time during the night, but it is usually always within just a couple minutes of a prescribed time. That spirit knocking on your window. But you can handle these beings just like you would handle anyone else calling you on the telephone at 3 a.m. You could say, what the hell are you calling me at this hour for? Seriously, are you crazy? I'm not taking your call. Call me back in the morning. Better yet, better yet, let me call you. You see, just because these beings are disincarnated does not mean that you have to take their call. They actually have the flexibility to approach you at any time. Now, it's true that they typically come to you at these hours because you are more receptive, more open than typically when you get caught up in your day-to-day -day activities. And so it's up to you when you talk to them. If it's inconvenient for you, then close the door. Show them the door and then close the door. Another spiritual boundary that we can set is that of energy. You're not required to take on anybody else's stuff. In fact, whatever you take on, you're taking on with your blessing. You're giving permission for their energy to interact with yours. Now, with that said, this is probably the area where most people have leaky boundaries with. 
they're just a little too wide open. They're not, uh, they don't have enough energetic armor around them because you don't want too much armor because then you shut down, you shut down your experience of life. But you want to be able to discern whether or not the energy that other people are broadcasting is the energy that you want to take on. And by definition or by default, when someone calls themselves an empath, it's essentially saying, I'm going out in the world and I'm wide open. I'm not necessarily being responsible for the energy I take on. And you know this is true because I actually hear them talk about the places that they will not go because they can't avoid taking on other people's energy. They don't like crowds. They don't like busy places. They don't like arguments. They don't, there's, there's certain TV programs they don't watch. And I'm, I'm aligned with that. But also you need to be responsible for the energy that you claim, the energy that you're open to receive. It's just like a radio station. In order for you to tune into country 95.8, you have to tune the dial to 95.8. If you're tuned in to 106.7, then you are not going to get any country music on your radio station because it is a completely different frequency. A lot of empaths, and I, I say it with the greatest amount of respect, but you just have not been taught how to claim your energy how to differentiate between what is your energy and what is energy outside of you. What energy do you want to bring in or take on? And what energy do you want to repel? Now, I no longer call myself an empath or empathic, even though I have that ability. It's essentially clairsentient. It's one of the clairs, the psychic abilities, and that is feeling. But my first-hand experience with this was when I was 28. After I had my kundalini awakening, my spiritual awakening, my empathic ability was blown wide open. It was difficult for me to be in the presence of other people because I was constantly hearing their internal dialogue with themselves. I was feeling the feelings that they had for themselves, the, the self-love, or actually more appropriately or more accurately, more, more accurately, the self-loathing that they had for themselves. And it was difficult for me to be with other people because I, it was as if I could not turn it off. And I actually had to train myself to differentiate between what was my energy, what feelings were arising within me that were mine, and which feelings were arising within me that were external, that I was receiving or taking on. And through practice, I was able to discern which energy was mine, because it had a particular signature, a particular feeling note to it, and what was energy outside of me. And I was able to differentiate the two, and then I could either receive it, or I could pass it along, put it aside, vaporize it. it I didn't have to take it on. We can set the boundaries on what energy we take on. For me personally, this skill has become very valuable in my, my role as a coach because then I don't have to sympathize with my client. I can empathize. I can get into the feeling of it. I know what they're talking about. I have an experience of it. And so I can offer a certain amount of compassion, yet not get swept up in it. There's a certain amount of dissociation, a certain amount of separation that I have there or have created or made available to myself where I don't have to actually take on their feelings and I can actually be more productive, more valuable to them as a coach. 
because I'm not overwhelmed by what they're going through emotionally. Now, this works not only as a coach, but especially well inside relationships with your significant other, with your friends, with your coworkers. I don't know how many arguments have started or in the midst of it, people are saying, you make me so mad or you make me sad. You make me so angry. You make me. You can't make me feel anything I don't want to feel. Paraphrasing Eleanor Roosevelt, she said, nobody can make you feel anything without your permission. So how do you begin taking control over the energy that you take on? Well, first is claiming responsibility. I am 100% responsible for how I feel. I'm 100% responsible for the energy I take on and what I broadcast. And if you're feeling something that you don't really want to feel, this is where you can take a moment of reflection, a pause for the cause. Ask yourself, what am I thinking? How am I perceiving things? How am I picturing things in my mind in order for me to arrive at this feeling state? You see, your emotions or how you feel is the caboose on the end of your train of thought. And so you have to picture things a particular way. You have to say things to yourself in order to arrive at a feeling. And it is typically a result of your thinking. Now, if you feel something and you're not quite sure why you feel it, it may not be yours. It may not be energy that originated within you. And then you can send it on its way. You can let it go and actually make that decision. I'm letting this go. That is not mine. I do not claim it. I'm not taking ownership. I'm releasing it. And actually physically toss it off to the side or in your mind's eye, imagine yourself letting it go, flushing it down the drain or releasing it like a balloon into the ether. Another spiritual boundary is around your spirituality. You are not required to explain your beliefs to anybody. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to defend what you believe or try and explain your relationship to the universe or God, goddess, all it is, or exactly what you believe or why you believe it. Where'd you get that information? It doesn't matter. You're not required. You're not forced to explain it to anybody, even if they ask. And now you might want to tell them your perspective if they ask, if they ask nicely, on the flip side of that, you're not required or it's not incumbent upon you to listen to anybody else's beliefs. Like if you're not open for business, if you're not, if you don't have office hours open to listen to their perspective about their spiritual journey, then you don't have to listen. You can simply say, thank you. I appreciate your wanting to share, but I'm not open to listening. Now, I believe this to be an important boundary to have in place. Because I, I've explained before, when I was in the thinking or cogitating or trying to work out exactly what I believed about the universe, and there was some doubt about some areas, law of attraction, that doubt, that not knowing, was attracting different conversations, was attracting other people telling me what they thought I should believe. They were trying to enroll me in their program because I was carrying around this doubt. Now, it's perfectly okay to be in the inquiry, to be working it out for yourself. You're not open. You don't have to be open to listening to other people. Other people attempting to evangelize or win you to their belief system or, you know, make you part of their congregation or their program or 
you don't have to participate. And you can say, I thank you, but I'm not participating in your conversation. And if they ask why, you don't have to answer a why. You just say, I don't want to talk about it. End of story. Now, this might go without saying, but I want to say it anyways, because I know a lot of you have taken on beliefs, taken on a perspective that's not necessarily or aren't necessarily shared by your other family members or your friend circle. And so, if you want your beliefs honored, then honor theirs, honor their boundaries. Don't attempt to persuade them, don't attempt to evangelize them to your mode of thinking, your perspective, even though you know that it could be uplifting for them if they really got it. I was often one early on in life to give unsolicited advice, unsolicited unsolicited information, because I wanted to prove how smart I was. I wanted to prove how right I was. Look at all the things I've learned. I could make your life better if you listen to me. But I realized fairly fast that my friends were beginning to avoid me and that it was better served that I be a friend to them and not attempt to persuade them to my, my newfound enlightenment. Now, if they asked, I was more than willing to tell them. But unless asked, I never said a word. In fact, many of my friends, many of my family members have no idea the spiritual journey I've been on. But that's okay. I don't need their confirmation. I don't need their validation. I'm good with how I see the world. I'm good with my own experiences. And I'm open to share. That's why I'm here in this forum. But I don't need to convert you. And like I've said on earlier episodes, I don't require you to like me. I don't require you to be a listener. The message either resonates with you or it does not. If it doesn't, thanks for stopping by. If it does resonate with you, then thank you for spending some time with me. And I also understand that people spend a certain amount of time with me and then they move on. They move on to another teacher. They move on to another another perspective or another conversation. And so as long as you're with me, I would love to walk along with you. One last spiritual boundary that I think is very important to talk about is you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Even if God, God is all that is, is suggesting that you do this. They have a plan for you. They think they have a plan for you, but you don't want to do it. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to participate. You don't have to choose it. Ultimately, you have free will. Ultimately, you can choose your path, choose the path you want. And God, God is all that is, do not bring you here on the planet to do or be in a particular career or to fulfill a particular role. It will feel as if it's a calling. When it's aligned with you, it will feel very natural. If you're still having resistance with doing it, then by all means, step back. You don't have to do it. No one says you have to be on the wagon. No one says you have to go along for the ride. You get to choose your path. Now, with that said, most often when we're resistant to what the universe has in store for us, it's not necessarily because we don't want to do it. It's more so we're just not ready to do it. We haven't yet gotten aligned with that thinking. We haven't yet gotten aligned with that that outcome or that, that expression. It's not that we won't. It's just that we're not ready right now. And so you're in no rush. You get to take your time. You don't have to take the fast road. You can take the slow road. You can take the scenic route. You can meander as much as you want. You can make excuses. 
That's the beauty of it. The ultimate freedom is that you always get to choose your response. That is your God-given right. Well, that's it for this episode. This is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>